I stand on a firm foundation when I preach in this pulpit. And I thank God for the liberty that I feel in this service. And I'm asking God to help me be myself. You know, if all of us could come to church and not try to be like anybody else, but be our own self. Because the Bible said to not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought. And when we realize that we are just a, a servant in the hands of God and that he deserves all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. I can't heal anybody. I can't give anybody the Holy Ghost. But I think we are all in tune with somebody that's in the house that can. Praise God. I'd like to turn our attention to the Word of God. Going to the book of Mark chapter 2, very familiar passage of Scripture. And I'd like to back it up to verse number 1. I first said verse 3, but uh, I begin to think about uh, the song, really. And I, I said, I, I need to incorporate those first two verses of scriptures in my reading. The Bible said, and again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together inasmuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could, could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now we find the naysayers. And there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God? Nobody. What they didn't realize, he was God manifest in the flesh. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that, that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he hath to the sick, he saith unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately, I want you to notice this, and immediately 
he arose and took up the bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen it on this fashion. I want to preach this morning on breaking the bonds of tradition. Praise God. I really believe that God would like to set you free from some ideas and some philosophies that you have picked up along the way. Because the Bible said he that the Son has set free is free indeed. God has come to deliver you. God has come to set you free this morning. Would you lift your hands and let's honor the Lord again. Thank you for Calvary today. Thank you for Calvary, Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I thank the pastor for allowing me to pull my coat off because I'm going to endeavor for the next little bit to, to do a little work in the kingdom. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus Christ, and he came preaching a gospel that was not really popular. He called the generation that he preached to, amen, wicked and adulterous, and he called them vipers. And really, he had the ire, and he had the uh, the, the spirit of the religious hierarchy of that day, he had them upset, amen, before Jesus Christ ever preached a sermon. Praise God. But the Lord knew, amen, in order to do the work that he had to do, he had to have somebody, amen, that would walk before him, amen, that could get their attention. Praise God. I really feel like, amen, that God has placed Calvary Apostolic Church, amen, in Denver, Colorado, amen, to let a people of this city know there's a church in town, amen, that they can cast their cares on the Lord. They can be delivered from all the bonds that Satan has tried to wrap around them, and deliverance is in this house today. Praise God. I said deliverance is in this house today. Praise God. We don't have to second guess. We can preach with authority. We can preach with, preach with passion. And we can preach with faith that Jesus Christ has come to this service to set you free. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I really feel like I would do a disservice to the Lord and the kingdom. Amen. If I didn't say the reason, amen, that John the Baptist and Jesus Christ was not real popular in the religious world in that hour is because the religious leaders, amen, was trying to build a kingdom not for God but for themselves. It was all about them instead of him. 
But when Jesus came on the scene, amen, and began to preach, there was a magnetic presence of God that seemed to draw the souls of men to him. Praise God. And the Bible said on this first meeting of, of, of Jesus Christ, amen, to preach, the Bible said that the, the, the people that were there in that congregation began to observe what God was doing. And the Bible says, amen, that they spoke the word and they said, we have never seen anything like this before. Hallelujah. Amen. Things just wouldn't done. Amen. In the name of religion, like we see it being done today. I'm telling you, church, there's a world that's hungry for a move of God. There's a world, amen, around us that wants you and I to be apostolics. Praise God. Amen. They don't want us to cluster the power of God in these four walls. The Lord would love for us to be obedient like the disciples was. Amen. And the Holy Ghost that fell on them in the upper room. Amen. They didn't try to go to the synagogue. They went to the street. Hallelujah. Amen. I have built my ministry and every pastor, uh, every church that I ever pastored, uh, amen, uh, on the, the fact that if they wouldn't come to the church, uh, bless your heart, I was going to carry the church uh, to them. Hallelujah. The best service you can do for the kingdom of God uh, is go to somebody's house uh, and teach uh, a Holy Ghost Bible lesson. <laughs> but there's not a lot of glory in it. <laughs> there's not a lot of praise, amen, surrounding that. But I can tell you this, it shakes the kingdom world up. Hallelujah. If you really want to get the angels, uh, amen, looking down uh, at what you're doing, uh, amen, you get in somebody's house uh, and you get excited about the word of God uh, and you let them feel the same Holy Ghost uh, that you've got, uh, amen, uh, the angels will bow over the balconies of heaven, uh, amen, uh, and look in your direction uh, and say, oh God, uh, if I could just be there, uh, if I could just help him teach that lesson, uh, if I could just be there and let them know how joyful it makes heaven feel. Amen. When somebody's talking about the goodness of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I sometimes I get amused at, at my beginning in Pentecost because to be quite honest with you, I wasn't raised on an apostolic pew. I was raised in a denominational church, and it was far removed from the way we worship. Hallelujah. But I can tell you this. On January the 1st, 1967, I walked in my first Pentecostal service, amen, and I observed a lot more than just the preacher. Praise God. Amen. I began to observe people that went to the house of God not just to be seen, not just to impress somebody else. They were there to lift up the name that's above every name. 
Hallelujah. Oh, listen to me, honey. If you can ever get beside yourself and if you can ever allow God to move in your life, hallelujah, it's like electricity. The person across the aisle is going to feel what you got. Amen. The person behind you and in front of you is going to feel the vibrant presence of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That you are feeling as you worship and praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now the Lord could have could have bowed down to the pressure and the feeling that he was getting from the religious leaders. Praise God. But he came to this world to seek and to save that which was lost. And in the presence of resistance, in the presence, amen, of people that, that did not re- rever him and did not respect him. He rose against that because he could know and feel the reason that house was full and the reason they couldn't get anybody else around the doors is simply because there was a hunger in the land. There was a desire in the hearts of people and that's the reason they were there. Oh, listen, you could have been anywhere this morning. Ah, but you decided, I want to go to the house of the Lord. Amen. I felt something there last week. I felt something there the last time I was there. And I don't want to miss an opportunity to be in the house of God where I can worship the Lord. If nothing else turns you on this morning, this youth choir that sung for us ought to turn you on. Thank God we've still got some kids that don't want to to shoot dope. They don't want to carouse around. They don't want to do the things of the world. They chose to be in the house of God. They chose to worship the Lord. Praise God. I could tell you that I I, I wasn't a little bit uh, afraid i never seen folks act like that. We had a lady in the church that, uh, and I don't say this disrespectfully, she was, she was one, of the, one of the best saints that I ever pastored. But she, had, she was half Indian and half Caucasian white. Hallelujah. But honey, when the Holy Ghost started moving, <laughs> she forgot about who she was And she forgot about everybody around her. You know why? Because she came to the house of God. And when she got in that that, that mindset of being in the presence of Almighty God, it didn't matter who you were. It did not matter what status quo you held. It didn't matter what part of society you was from. She said, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. I came to magnify God. I came to lift the name of Jesus up. Hallelujah. And I feel that kind of a spirit in this house. Amen. I feel like there's some folks here that don't want us to be normal Pentecost. I believe there's some folks here, amen, that wants us to step out of our our comfort zone, wants us to step out of everyday life and be apostolic this morning. 
I'm going to tell you, I had to overcome myself this morning, amen, before I could really come to church. Because, you know, I, I, I watch the services pretty much online weekly. And I know Pastor Heyman uh, can, can look, uh, he can keep his coat on and preach and and not just about everybody that steps in his pulpit does. But you know what? This is my job. And I ain't never been able to work with a coat on. Hallelujah. So I said, God, I'm going to kick self out of the way. I'm going to be myself. Amen. And when the Holy Ghost moves, I want to be apostolic. Hallelujah. There's probably somebody sitting by you that needs to feel what you're feeling. And it's kind of like Pastor said, you need to pump that bicycle a little bit. It wouldn't do nothing but an but a honor to God if you would clap your hands and you shout glory and you begin to praise and magnify the Lord. Praise God. Let me read another scripture found in the same book. In the book of Mark chapter 7 and verse number 24, the scripture says, and from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon. In other words, he went into the very pits of where the devil done his work. And the Bible said, and he entered into a house and would have no man know it. But he could not be hid. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, honey, if you really got it, you can't keep it hid. Amen. If you really feel it, you can't sit down on it. You can't fold your arms on it. You can't cross your legs on it. If you really got salvation and the power of God starts moving in your heart, you got to let your neighbor know it. You can't hide it. I said you got to exalt him. You got to lift him up. You got to praise him. Oh, all over the building, let's give a little praise to the Lord. Oh, that's it. Come on, magnify God. Oh, my, 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 my. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, we're talking about being bound by tradition. You know, tradition has a way of sticking its ugly head up every time we try to make a move toward God. The adversary, I like to call him the booger man. He likes to walk down the aisle and stop right where you are. And he likes to say, you know you weren't raised like this. You know you don't understand this. i tell you what. The Bible said his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And the scripture said, and his ways are past finding out. You won't never figure God out, but I promise you this, if you'll just 
take the challenge. I challenge you this morning when you get the feeling that little that little feeling down in your heart or you get goosebumps on your arm or something begins to move and the hair begins to stand up on the back of your neck. The best thing in the world you could do for yourself amen, is just lift a hand and just shake it a little bit and say, here I am, Lord. I'd like for you to touch me. I'd like for you to move on me. I'd like for you to minister to my soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I went on, by, on a visitation one Saturday morning, and uh, I was kind of disheartened, really, because I knew God had sent me there to build a church. I knew God was, was in the mix because when we first got there, we couldn't find an empty building. And a hunting club right above where we really wanted to build the church opened the doors and said, we'll give you the building six, three months, and the only thing we'll ask you to be responsible for is the utilities while you're here. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I, I, I'm sure when we walked in that building that first time, there's probably a lot of things that was totally opposite from a religion that had been there. Hallelujah. But when we started walking in the door, amen, we started quoting the name of the Lord Jesus. We started speaking the name of the Lord. We started claiming deliverance. We started claiming the power of God. Amen. And God saturated that place. Hallelujah. And the first words I said, well, the devil might have thought he had this thing wrapped up. Amen. But the Lord's done run him out of the building. Hallelujah. Praise God. We had three glorious months, amen, that we could have church, and God let us find a, a triple-wide trailer that uh, uh, was not being used, and we was able to, to get that and move it on the property that we had purchased, and we started uh, uh, repairing it, and by the three months time that three months was over, we had our own place to worship God. Hallelujah. But it seemed like after we got in that first building that everybody just kind of flopped down and said, we made it. And I said, we ain't made it yet. I said, we're just getting started. Hallelujah. Praise God. I came with a word from the Lord this morning. Amen. Your work for God ain't over. You're just in a good position to kick it in overdrive and get started. Hallelujah. Praise God. I had a preacher to tell me not too long ago. He said, man, look at all the gray hair on your head. He said, don't you think it's about time that you retired? I said, no, sir, I don't. I said, I think it's about time I stirred up that fire down on the inside of me. Praise God. I still got another sermon to preach. I still see it. got another revival in my heart. I still got a feeling that in my soul that God is wanting to give us revival in this last hour. If I say it wrong, the pastor can straighten it out after I'm through. But you hear me? 
Praise God. I believe that God is putting it in this church's heart. Amen. That we got to care what we're feeling this morning out there in the highways and the hedges. There's somebody waiting on you to be led of the Spirit to come and speak to their heart. Hallelujah. I tell you what I was doing. I was, I was praying, and the Lord said, if you want, if you want saints to uh, teach a Bible lesson, said, you got to teach one. And so I started to canvass in the neighborhood. I was knocking on every, every door. I mean, I could have had four or five old cars parked in the driveway or, or around the yard, and it could have looked like uh, no telling what lived there. But I knocked on the door, and I invited them to church. And I'd been on every street in that neighborhood. And I was driving down the road that Saturday morning. And I was going down the road just a little ways uh, to talk to some more folks that had not been invited to church. And when I rode by that subdivision that I already talked on, I knocked on every door. The Lord spoke to me. And you might not quite comprehend that. But it doesn't have to be a voice. It can be just a feeling in your heart. But you know that the devil's not going to tell you to do something that's going to bring glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the only thing you got to answer. Amen. If God moves on you to do something, amen, it'll be the devil that tells you no. And so... I went on down the road, and I couldn't get it off of my mind, so I drove back by, and I got to that same inlet going into the, uh, the neighborhood or the uh, subdivision, and I felt it again. I went down the road and turned around, and I, I didn't even uh, think about it. I put my blinker on, and I turned in. And so I started on the other side of the road, and I went down that street knocking on doors and inviting folks to church. In one fact, one of the guys that I knocked on the door, he said, Preacher, you don't give up, do you? I said, Jesus never gave up. I said, and that's who I'm working for. Hallelujah. I started back up the, the other side of the road, and there was two little girls out in the front yard tossing a ball. And they said, would you play ball with us? I said, I sure will. And so I, I got over there, and I started pitching ball with them. And we, we probably pitched the ball back and forth about five minutes or so. And I said, is your mom and dad at home? They said, they sure are. I said, well, I'd like to go in and invite y'all to church. They said, oh, yes, we've been wanting to go to church. And so they went up there and knocked on the door, and they run in the house, and, and they said, Daddy, Mama, said the preacher's here. <laughs> and so... I walked in the living room, and instead of re meeting somebody that was, that was reserved, that man came to me with tears running down his cheeks. He said, Preacher, we just got off of our knees, and we asked God if he loved us to send us a preacher to invite us to church. Tell me God doesn't speak to hearts. Tell me God doesn't move in our favor. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I've come to tell Denver, Colorado. I've come to tell Calvary Apostolic.
Valley Church that God is at work. God wants you to take it on your own heart and in your own spirit and do a little door knocking. Praise God. I started talking to him, and I told him how the Lord spoke to my heart and how that he had to knock on my door two or three times before I was obedient to him. I said, because I've already, I've already been down this street, and they said, yeah, we know it. We was, we was at home, but we just wouldn't come to the door. Praise God. I said, well, when I came by today, God knew that y'all was going to get down on your knees and pray. Hallelujah. Amen. And I, I began to talk to him and explain to him that God loved them and it didn't matter what kind of past they had. Amen. When they came to the altar, God washed all the yesterdays away. Praise God. He would cleanse their heart and baptize them with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I looked over Jim and I looked over Kathy and I said, Kathy, would you come with Jim to church tonight? She said, oh, yes. Praise God. I said, all right, I want to see y'all in church in the morning. And they said, we'll be there. I couldn't wait to come out of my office and, and view the congregation. Sitting on the third pew from the front, or from the pulpit, it would have been that side of the church. There sit Kathy and Jim and two boys and two girls. Hallelujah. We didn't get much past the song service. I probably had read the scripture and preached about five minutes, maybe. And the Holy Ghost fell. And I, I saw Kathy push that, that young daughter over to Jim, and she came down the aisle. She came down with her hands up and tears flowing down her cheek. Hallelujah. Amen. God filled her with the Holy Ghost before anybody could get to her and start praying with her. Hallelujah. Amen. The shouting and the praise and the glorifying of the name of the Lord was all over the house. I went back as soon as the altar service quietened down. I said, Jim, he looked at me and before I could say it, he said, my night's tonight. Hallelujah. I said, so you coming to church tonight? He said, live, die, sink, or swim. He said, I will be back in church tonight. Hallelujah. Long story short, God baptized Jim with the Holy Ghost that night. The next week, I had an evangelist call me. He said, Brother Peden, I said, he said, I don't do this often. He said, but God spoke to me in prayer and told me I need to come preach a few nights for you. I said, man, you ought to have your suitcase packed already. Hallelujah. I said, come on down. I said, but don't think about preaching a few nights. I said, we're going to have apostolic revival. Praise God. That's, that's way back in the 70s, amen, when you had revival four or five nights a week. Praise God. So the Holy Ghost began to move, amen. And I, I'm, I, got, I said all that to tell you this one thing. Kathy and Jim were responsible for 65 people praying through in that revival. Hallelujah. Don't tell me you can't. Oh, God.
God needs is a willing soul. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. All you've got to do is be obedient to the voice of Almighty God. Oh, but that's not traditional. We need to break the barriers of of tradition down. We need to step in a new dimension. We need to start a new era. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, it ain't nothing to anoint a cloth with oil or to anoint somebody in front of the church. This is our territory. Praise God. But I, I, was, I was in Walmart. And I, I was asking the Lord that morning, God, let me be a witness for you today. I wasn't quite ready for what the Lord had for me. I went to Walmart. I was headed down the aisle. I knew exactly where I was going because my shopping jelly is this. I know what I'm going after. I get it and I leave. And I went, I went down the end of the card aisle. And I heard somebody say, Johnny. And I looked, and it was my aunt. She said, this lady has got a migraine headache, and it's been company to her for four days. That's not the will of God, son. She said, have you got your oil in your pocket? I said, I have. She reached down and she said, ma'am, do you mind him anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord so you can be healed of that headache? She said, he can pour it on me. She said, I've been, I, I've been hurting for four days. And she said, I've been hurting bad. And so I, I was just going to say a little prayer. I'm just being honest with you. You know, because outside the church, if we're not real careful, we become a saint of a different dimension. We like to hide ourselves. But listen to what I I read you. He would have nobody to know that he was in the house, but he could not be hid. If you got it here, it's coming out. Praise God. Maybe you need to pedal that bicycle a time or two. Amen. And I looked at her and I said, ma'am, I don't want to embarrass you, but I don't pray like a lot of the folks you might know that pray. And she said, son, whatever you got to do. She said, your aunt told me that you could pray to your God and he would heal my body. I said, yes, ma'am. Do you believe that? She said, I believe if you believe it, it's going to happen. So you know what I did? I got down on my knees in the middle of the car now. I anointed her with oil, and I started praying just a little simple prayer. (laughs) But I didn't realize the Holy Ghost had already got there. 
He came into Walmart when I went in Walmart. And all of a sudden, I got the feeling him in my hands. I got the feeling him in my heart. I got the feeling him in my tongue. And before I knew it, I was speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave the utterance. And I found myself binding the devil and cursing his spirit and commanding him to take his hand off of that precious lady and to heal her body. Oh, praise God. Do you still believe God heals? Do you still believe God performs miracles? Do you still believe that you can pray and God will honor your prayer and God will heal when you pray? So I... I I got to praising the Lord and magnifying God, and I started to get up. And she reached over with a hand, and she grabbed my shoulder. She said, it's gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has just healed my body. Praise God. Oh, I'm not saying uh, that I had anything to do with it. Uh, I just had to get myself under subjection uh, and do what God wanted me to. Uh, Amen. And God wanted to testify to this lady that he still heals. He still moves. He still sets free. Praise God. I thought about a scripture in Genesis 29. And... uh, It's a scripture that might be totally unrelated to what I'm preaching about as far as you're concerned. But I'd like to read a couple of verses of scripture. Hallelujah. The Bible said in verse 7, And he said, Lo, it is high day. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep and go and feed them. Verse 8 says, and they said, we cannot until all the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the stone from the whale's mouth, then we can water the sheep. You know what Jacob did? He said, hogwash. Praise God. That's a tradition. Amen. That's what you've been told all your life. And you come here at high noon. The sheep are, are, are hassling. Amen. And you're thirsty. Amen. And not only do the sheep need water, but you need refreshing. Why stand you here in the boiling sun? Amen. When there's water in the well, but all you got to do is draw it out. Praise God. The Bible said, Amen that Jacob began to speak. The scripture said, and it came to pass, or or verse number nine said, and while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them, and it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the whale's mouth and he watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Amen. He knew there was water in the whale and tradition was keeping them from drawing that water and refreshing their flock. Amen. And themselves. Hallelujah. All God knows is he is in this house.
All God knows is he's here to meet your need. If you're sick in your body, he is our healer. If your soul is bound, he is our deliverer. Hallelujah. If you're lost without God, he is your savior. Hallelujah. All you've got to do is defy the way you was raised and the things that you got as far as thoughts about religion and obey the Lord. Hallelujah. I left that service on January the 1st and on my way home, I looked over at my, my wife and I told her, I said, that church has got what I'm hungry for. Hallelujah. She said, but you weren't raised that way. I said, and neither were you. But tell me, you didn't feel something there that you ain't felt before. Hallelujah. Tears began to roll down her cheeks. She said, I can't be honest and tell you that. He said, when that lady in that middle aisle, that middle section, threw her head back and began to squeal and dance and shout, she said, that, that chill bumps went through my body and I knew that lady's got something I ain't never had. Hallelujah. Oh, but she's got something that my soul said it won't add. Hallelujah. You can't deny it, friend, when you sit in the presence of God and you hear singing and you see worship and the glory of God begins to move in the house. There's something about the Holy Ghost that talks the language of your heart. He knows what you have need of before you ask him. Hallelujah. I was invited to a skeet shoot. I had never shot skeets in my life. I still got a little pride, you know, when... I've been raised around guns all my life. I, I, I said, now, God, I said, those two guys probably going to laugh me to scorn. Now, I ain't never asked you to do nothing carnal like this before. But God, just be my Savior today and let me bust a few skeets. <laughs> First time they pulled the string, I, I busted the skeet. The second and the third and the fourth, I busted a skeet. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to double up. And he started throwing two. And I started busting the two. Hallelujah. Praise God. I didn't, I didn't hit them every time. But when we got through, amen, the marksman asked me, he said, tell me this. Tell me you was pulling our leg when you said you had never shot skeets before. I said, I'm not going to tell you a story. I've never shot skeets before. I said, but I got a confession to make. Before I come up here this morning, I bent my knees, and I said, God, have mercy on your servant. Amen. And Lord, just show up there. Amen. And don't let me be embarrassed. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? One of those gentlemen looked at me, and he said, you know, you really are sincere, aren't you? I said, I am. He said, come by and drink a cup of coffee with me this evening. And I said, sure, I will. And he started talking about the Lord. He said, you take your living for God serious, don't you? I said, friend, it's the most serious thing in my life. 
without him, I am nothing. Hallelujah. And he said, I can feel that. He said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He said, will you come to my house on Thursday night and teach me and my wife a Bible study. I want to know a little bit more about the God that you serve because the God that you serve must not be the same one that I go to church to feel after. Praise God. I went that Thursday night. I went the following Thursday night. And on the third Thursday night, I felt something real. I felt it before I got there. I knew that God was going to do something in that house that night. Amen. And I said, before we start in the Word of God, I want you all to just uh, put your hands across the table, and we're going to join hands and pray. And when we started praying, the Holy Ghost fell. I'm talking about the power of God began to move. Hallelujah. And I, I, I opened my eyes, and I looked across across the table and there Nita was with, with tears streaming down her cheeks amen and there Frank was just a, a shaking amen and not knowing what he needed to do praise God I started in the Bible study and about about a third of the way through amen I looked over at Nita I said Nita I said I don't know why, why I'm saying this I said but you've had this Holy Ghost experience at one time or another in your life. And I mean, it was like turning a spigot of water on. She began to weep. She said, I have. She said, it's been over 30 years. She said, God, amen, let me know that it was my time to come back to him the first day that you stepped in my house. I said, Nita, I said, on the authority of God's word, I said, lift your hands and be delivered by the authority of the word of God and the power of his spirit. Amen. She didn't have to say another word because the Bible, uh, the, the, the power of God began to move and just like it was in the Bible, she lifted her hands and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave the utterance. Two weeks later on a Sunday morning, I, I watched Frank walk down the aisle with his hands in the air. Amen. I'm telling you, when it really gets to moving and the power of God begins to operate, amen, all you've got to do is let God. Let go and let God. Hallelujah. He got to about the, the second pew from the front and he threw up his hands, amen, tears streaming down his cheeks. I said, Lord, in Jesus' name, fill him with the Holy Ghost. Without anybody shaking him, without anybody touching him, the Holy Ghost fell on him. And God filled an old boy that had never been to a Pentecostal church, but three times. That was his third time in his life. But God filled him with the Holy Ghost. You know what? I love to tell you that today he's still living for God, but I can't. I was over at his house, helping him pour a side, concrete sidewalk. And he said, excuse me a minute. And I thought he was getting too hot because it was hot. And uh, he wasn't used to physical labor like I was because he was an insurance salesman. And he stayed in the air conditioner most of the time. But uh, I, I asked God, I said, Lord, I said, uh, what's wrong with Frank? And he came out, and he had a, he had a 45 Smith & Wesson automatic. 
He had two boxes of shells and a holster. He said, I want to give you this, Brother Peden. I said, no, brother. I, I, I didn't come over here for money. I just came to help you. He said, no. That ain't what I'm saying. He said, where I'm going, I'm not going to need this. And I want, I want you to have it. I take it out of, the, out of the gun safe every once in a while. And I'll reminisce on that day. Because two weeks later, an 18-wheeler re-ended him. And he went to glory. Hallelujah. Oh, but if it hadn't been for that day in his house, if it hadn't been for that prayer meeting, if it hadn't been for that trip to, to the altar, all that, friend, amen, is breaking the bonds of tradition. That ain't the way you generally do it. But I'm telling you, if you have a burden in your heart for the work of God, amen, you don't need to sit down and relax, amen. If you still got breath in your body, you haven't got to be 25. Amen. You can be 75 just like I am. But I'm here to tell you God Almighty is telling Calvary Apostolic Church. Amen. He wants to do a work in this end time. He wants to set men free. And he's going to do it in their home because you're there to teach them the word of God. Let's stand to our feet and praise the Lord this morning. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to give an altar call a little bit different this morning. I want every soul in this building, if you've got a burden for the work of the Lord, if you've got a desire in your heart to do something for the kingdom of God that's different, I'd like for you to walk down the aisle, irregardless of who else is coming, and I'd like for you to stand around the front and lift your hands to Almighty God and tell the Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing, God. Hallelujah. There's people all over this building. Friend, if you're here without the Holy Ghost, amen, there's joy in this house. There's liberty and deliverance in this house. Amen. There's people today that God has spoke to. Amen. You don't want to sit down. Amen. You don't want to be idle when the Lord comes. Amen. You want to be about the Father's business. Hallelujah. Amen. You can break the barrier of tradition. You can let God have his way in your life this morning. Hallelujah.